I, I love that the second you sit down, you're just ready. And he, he, he's he, Ben Stein. Well, what is would you expect me to do? Like, just see, I'm not doing tons magic tricks. Just so you know, uh, quadruple B, uh, Ben Stein is known as uh, one take Ben. That's all he needs. That is actually it's true. It, it's all that happens he, to be true. It's 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 amazing when I do a video for him or put and post it on Truth or wherever. It's literally one take. I never have to ask him to do it again. It's like one take, bam. That's who Ben. Consummate professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, every, every, everything except when it comes to romance. Then I have to practice a lot. Uh, <laughs> I want to welcome everybody to the world. According to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I want to welcome the Rumblers, the Ranthers, the Truthers. Remind everybody, benstein.substack.com. We know President Trump is speaking tonight, so if people are having issues with their Rumble feed, blame President Trump. I got to tell you, though, he's got some stamina. He's in, where is it, Sioux Falls, Idaho, Iowa, and uh, the man just perseveres. So God bless him uh, and welcome everybody. We are joined. He's for Halloween tonight. Quadruple B from Ann Greatness. Halloween tonight? No, but he's celebrating, he's celebrating a couple <laughs> days later, and he dressed up as John Fetterman, uh, <laughs> the, the guy running for senator of the great state of Pennsylvania. Welcome, Quadruple B. A pleasure, as always. And, uh, <laughs> of course, the show wouldn't be complete without America's humble servant, multiple Emmy Award winner, actor, presenter, economist lawyer of course most importantly he is a husband he is a father and second most importantly he is the doctor benjamin jeremy stein the doctor is trying to figure out how to extract soup from campbell's soup can this is not as easy as it looks uh, i'd like you to go next door to the studio next door studio a1 and extract from the cupboard next to the refrigerator a can of cream of chicken soup. Doesn't, yeah. It doesn't chicken matter if it has an, it doesn't matter if it has an expiration date or not. Uh, but we don't uh, worry about those things. We don't. Ben Stein doesn't believe in expiration dates. No, 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 I don't, and I don't, I don't believe in an expiration date for myself. Because, ah. ah, let me just tell you how I know that I don't have an expiration date because I was just in pavilions one of our great local stores here in Southern California. And there was an incredibly long line at the meat and fish counter. And they have very, very good meat and fish. And I said to my trusty colleague and sidekick, Raul, it's as if John the Baptist was at the other side of the counter issuing tickets for eternal life. That's how eager people were to get their meat and fish hmm. and so i got some meat and some fish so i think i'm all set there you go mr surf and turf everybody welcome to the world according to ben stein uh right away right off the bat we have to get to uh democrat violent extremism and it really truly is a thing ben they've been coming out you have biden speaking you have obama speaking they're using the paul pelosi attack from some whatever the situation was to well, wait a minute. has it been established that that man was acting 
as a conservative or a Republican or no, or no, I, I, quite, quite the opposite. Actually, he's an illegal alien that should have been deported from this country many years ago. But facts don't matter, Ben. And you, as you all know, facts and logic do ma- not matter to the left. But uh, I was reading today that there's a, a new uh, the FBI tweeted out to the Jewish community or they that uh, there's a credible threat of anti-Semitic attacks against synagogues in New Jersey. Obviously, that's something that's important to me. My family lives in New Jersey and I am Jewish. But again, all these things that we've witnessed for the past two years, Democrat crimes and uh, towards towards the right, Ben, and nothing has been done. They're screaming out loud on TV about how we're the violent people. Wait, people that literally I don't want to get all the way into the abortion. You're murdering people and you're talking about us being violent. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. You're getting the nail right on the head. I love that. I love that. I love ben, that. I lost your sound for a I second. I love that. I love it. Wait a minute. I lost, you lost my sound. Wait a minute. It's back. It's back. It's back. Okay. I love you say, I love that. That is something I have been writing about literally, or as my wife would say, literally, uh, since the uh, early 70s. And that is that abortion is murder. And uh, to be wholeheartedly for abortion, and I don't care if you have exceptions only for rape and incest, it's still murder. Uh, that's, uh, that, then you're really, really, you're really, really out in outer space calling us violent. Extre- extremely well said, and it's a narrative that obviously because as you call it uh one of my favorite lines that you call it with the media being the fourth branch of government it's spread it gets indoctrinated and you have people out there that literally think that conservatives are violent people and ben boychik uh i breitbart put out a list of since 2016 if you would be so kind to read the uh the big ones since 2016 the big ones right aside from abortion right violent attacks by left-wing activists on trump supporters leaving a rally in california in june 2016 riots in november 2016 in several democrat-run cities after trump was announced as the winner of the election riots in washington dc during the inauguration of president trump in january of 2017 violent rhetoric at the Women's March and threats against Trump supporters throughout the Trump presidency. The shooting and wounding, this is the big one, the shooting and wounding in 2017 of Republican members of Congress on a baseball field by a Bernie Sanders supporter in which uh, uh, then House Whip, House Majority Whip um, Steve Scalise very nearly died. Uh, The summer of rioting by Black Lives Matter supporters tolerated or encouraged by Democrats in the summer of 2020. Threats of rioting prior to the 2020 presidential election, forcing businesses in Democrat-run cities to board up their windows. The attempted stabbing of New York Republican gubernatorial uh, nominee Lee Zeldin at a campaign rally. The alleged murder of a teenager in September after a North Dakota man said he suspected the boy was was a conservative Republican. The vicious beating of a volunteer for Senator Marco Rubio by- This is incredible. Really really incredible. It's really incredible. And, 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 and we're not even done. The alleged biting of a supporter of Republican <laughs> <laughs> biting of a supporter of Republican gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon by a fan of Governor Gretchen Whitmer. I think that just happened a couple of weeks ago. Death threats last week against Republican gubernatorial nominee State Senator Darren Bailey in Illinois. 
a physical attack on New Hampshire Republican nominee for Senate Don Baldick. Well, last night. Yeah. uh, That was last night, Judah? That was last night. Allegedly by a libertarian. Yeah, allegedly, that's what that, that's what Hassan, his uh, his uh, counterpart, said. And you're missing out on uh, there's a new one where a co- somebody running for Congress, uh, the FBI is investigating. There were shots in his house last yeah, month, right? And right. we're also forgetting uh, all the abor- pro life centers. Banned. Well, yeah, there was, so that's that's the last two right. on this list. The attempted assassination of Justice Brett Kavanaugh following the leaked draft of the Supreme Court. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's back up. Let's back up. Let's back up because I only know a tiny little bit about that. And I would like to know more about that. What was, where was that? Was that in Washington or a suburb of Washington? Yeah, uh, it was. Who, who was the perpetrator? Why weren't there uh, security? Why was there security around his house? What the hell is going on here? So the man's the, the man's name uh, who's accused of doing it. His name is Nicholas John Roski, uh, and he was he was caught by I guess local cops. No, he, he no he uh, he turned himself in. Oh, he did, didn't he? That's he, right. Okay. He turned himself in. He came from California uh, with uh, weapons, and he turned himself into the authorities, saying that he was going. He wanted to kill Brett Kavanaugh. And we are the stokers. But anyway, you get the point with all these. We certainly do get the point. And so what is the point for each of us as individuals? There's several, I believe. Well, why don't you start, sir? Well, one, of course, is to vote Republican always. Two is to vote for whoever is the most ardent supporter of the Constitution of the United States especially Article uh, Article 2, uh, I mean, sorry, Amendment 2. Uh, number uh, 3, I think, and a lot of people differ with me about this, you should be armed. Uh, and uh, I think you should live in a neighborhood where the police are know that the people they're policing are their friends and love them and really, really, really love them. And uh, for me, that's Beverly Hills, California, and Malibu, California, and Sandpoint, Idaho, and... Uh, I think uh, foggy bottom, Washington D.C. But uh, you have to be, I think, be in places where the police know you're on their side. Uh, you're you're a hundred percent correct on that. And Ben Boychick, to his point about arming up, I know it's it's one of those things. But I just and I spoke about this the other night. Uh, one of the people, you know, in Israel that took over uh, one of the parties that took over the Israeli government. It was a disciple of Mayor Kahana, the, the, God rest his soul, the great Mayor Kahana, uh, who's, who always would say every Jew at 22. Now, I know Ben's going to say 22 is not good enough. I get it. It was a slogan that rhymed. But his point, 32. Yeah, but, that's a bit, but, but his point, Ben Boychuk, is we, we really do have to think about arming ourselves wherever possible because the police aren't there. The, in, in certain neighborhoods, they are. But the police aren't there. The response time is is horrific. And American citizens, I, I asked tonight, what's the most important thing coming up in the elections? And I think, Ben, quadruple B, it is violence because it's a violence affects everybody. Quadruple right. B. Right. And I, I think it is at this point. Well, it's been long been the case, I think, that self-defense is really a civic duty. 
and that's uh, very good. That's I very like good. That. I was about to say yeah. that. I was about civic, to say civic that. duty, and it's a, certainly a duty to one's family. Sure. Now, uh, I uh, I have a son, and he uh, understands this very, very well. He understands this better than I do, much better than I do, and uh, I, I, I congratulate him for it. Uh, he's my only son, and I congratulate him for it very, very much, and I'm I'm proud, very proud of it. Yeah, I think, um, and I and I and I would just say, as far as as far as rising crime and, and violent crime is concerned, you know, um, I've been reading a lot this week uh, from mostly liberal and left wing sources that are trying to downplay the rise in the crime rate. And, you know, you, you see, for example, out of Philadelphia, where the district attorney there gave a press conference the other day saying, in effect, you know, Republicans are making this issue. It's just racism. It's, you know, they just, they don't, uh, they, they, they want you to believe that, that cities are, are becoming lawless um, when in fact, uh, they're becoming lawless. And, and so, you know, and this is playing out with Soros DAs all over the country. And, you know, it's impossible to ignore, even if you exclude, you know, if you, if you take into account the fact that California, for example, uh, has not been submitting data to um, uh, the Justice Department and the Uniform Crime Reports, uh, the, the complaint seems to be that, well, the system has changed and, and we've you know, we've not updated our methods of collecting data to comply with new federal standards. Whatever the case may be, the fact is crime is going up in L.A. It's going up in San Francisco. It's going up in major cities, mostly controlled by Democrats all over the country. Well, I don't think the point is that it's controlled by Democrats, if I may say so. The point is that these are cities that have a lot of black people in them. I mean, it's a very sad thing. Because black people are the primary victims of the crimes. That's right. And uh, so it's not as if uh, we're trying to uh, lay blame at the feet of uh, white people for things that uh, white people did. Right. Uh, what the media is trying to do is lay blame at the feet of white people for things that black people did. I mean, it's just, I, I don't understand. Let, 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 let's just say, say we have a lot of problems in this country, a lot. Inflation. Uh, slow down in productivity in some cases, not always. Uh, very, very, very serious crisis in education. Like, absolutely yeah. catastrophe in education. Uh, and one of the other one of the problems we have is terrible violent crime directed against African Americans. This is not being done by white people. Right. It's being done by black people. Until we get that through our heads, our punk in the heads, we're not going to get anywhere. It has to be understood that this terrible, terrible wave of violence, a second revolution, a second civil war, in essence, it was not directed by uh, the Ku Klux Klan, although the Ku Klux Klan did some terrible, 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 terrible things. But uh, it was directed by black people at other black people or at white people. And that, if there's ever going to be a solution to this, it's going to have to be a solution that takes into account who the real perpetrators are. The real perpetrators, at least in my opinion, at least from what I know, are not the Ku Klux Klan. The real perpetrators are 
other black people. And God bless them. Uh, I would love to see them lead happier lives and be happy, happy people. But uh, I don't see that coming down the pike anytime soon. Well said, but here's where I have to disagree with you a little bit as to what Boychick was saying. He was saying that they, they are them-run cities with that have extreme urban populations. But when you look at what Rudy Giuliani quadruple B, who is a Republican, did in New York City, he, he didn't care about whether he was called a racist or he, his sole job was to clean up the streets of New York. And that's why he became America's mayor, obviously, that in 9-11. But what he did was heroic. And it's absolutely heroic. Absolutely heroic. And but if you look at the violent crime in New York before 9-11, before he became, Mr. Giuliani became mayor, the great majority of the violent crime was committed by black people directed at other black people. I mean, until we get this straight, until we tell the truth about who are the who are the perpetrators and who are the victims, we're not going to get anywhere. And you know what? I'll tell you the truth. I'm not sure we're going to get anywhere anyway. We have we this, this lie, this huge, huge lie about where the crime problem comes from is so deeply embedded in the national media. I don't think we'll ever, ever, ever get it out, at least certainly not in my lifetime. A few minutes ago, I had an email from someone saying, do you think there's going to be a, a world war in, in, in our lifetime? And I said, well, not in your lifetime. I happen to know how old this person was. He said, not in your lifetime, but, but, but perhaps in my lifetime. But in my lifetime, we have just walked away from a staggering problem. It is really very much as if the Japanese had bombed Pearl Harbor very, very devastatingly. And we just said, well, it's from years and years of our mistreating him. And we're not going to do anything about it. No, you're completely right. But, but quadruple B, getting back to it, pre-Giuliani, I, I want to say that, me, I, and I'm being kind with these figures, that you had Democrat mayor rule for at least 16 years pre-Giuliani. It could be way more. I'm doing Dinkins and I'm adding eight for Koch. So I know that's at least 12 years or maybe 14, 16 years. But I know that's at least 16 years. And it's it, it, what always amazes me is Ben's completely right. What, what, that Republicans that don't run for now on in these cities, people want to be safe. They don't really care how you message it as long as you message that there's going to be protection quadruple b right. and, and, and i think that the, the republicans actually have done a not as great of a job they've done semi-decent job going into the midterms of saying we're here to protect you i wish they would have done a better job <clears throat> yeah i do too i think I, I think the republicans the problem with the republicans and well there's a lot of problems with the republicans but but one of the one of the problems is <laughs> that they have um, they actually really ceded control of cities to, to Democrats. They simply just gave up, you know, um, with with the possible. I mean, L.A. is a weird exception because there have been, you know, the occasional Republican who might be able to sneak into office. Not in 20 years. Oh, it was uh, the last guy was. Uh, oh, I'm having a small stroke but well, i've been out here for 20 right. years and there hasn't been a democrat mayor so um so though yes yeah, well, so, as far as you remember <laughs> pretty good memory but go on anyway republicans have for the most part given up on cities 
And, and that's been the case for 40 years, uh, 40 or 50 years. But um, I'm just trying to look up real quick because if I don't get this name right, I'm gonna lose my mind. Oh yeah, okay. I was thinking of, oh yeah, Richard Reardon. He was there, so you came out after 2001? Yes. Okay, yeah, so yeah, he was mayor from 93 until, until 2001. It's been Democrats ever since. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think, I think it was a mistake for Republicans to give up the cities um, for, by and large. And, um, and I think that Republicans have made the mistake, particularly in California, of um, not focusing on local offices. Because the one thing that the Democrats understand, especially in California, but I think anywhere, this is probably true, but especially in California where we've had term limits for, for 30 plus years, is that you have to cultivate a farm team. And the way to cultivate a farm team is to get that necessary experience from local government. So, you know, rather than aiming for statewide offices or, or even seats in the legislature, Republicans ought to be going for water boards and school boards and city councils and, and, and those offices. Have you ever had one of those, John? Uh, no, but I, I know some people who have. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I, I used to cover some of those things. Oh, but you're raising a good point that I want to ask Ben. When was it that Republicans seated the inner cities? When was it that, I mean, you've been, you, you, you when, did, when did this happen, Ben, that they said, we can't, we, we have no hold in these places? I don't know, but I, I know that if there's violence directed against a, a candidate, there's violence directed against his family, if there's no money to be made, if there's no prestige to be made, why do it? What's the point of doing it? Seriously, what is the point of being a, a elected official in the city of Los Angeles. What what is the point at this point? You're never going to get anywhere because the, the obstructionist left is going to stop you at every turn. The Bolshevist, the thoroughly Bolshevist, L.A. Times, just my opinion. I'm sure it's a fine newspaper, but everyone else is gone. <laughs> uh, is is going to stop you at every turn? What's the point of it? I mean, there there is no point of it anymore. Even where I live, part of the week. In Malibu, it's become thoroughly bolshevized in the media. We have a little tiny newspaper called the Malibu Times. And this is just my opinion. Believe me, I have not done any kind of scientific survey. It might as well be Pravda 1922. And why, but it's the only media out there in, in Malibu. Why fight it? What do you get? What do you gain from it? Civic I go back to civic duty. I, I think people have an obligation in some respects to participate in politics and, and, and at least attempt to, um, you know, shape their destinies. Uh, then why don't you do it? Why don't I run for something? Yes. Yeah, run for the Big Bear City Council. Well, I don't think there is a city. Blake council. Arrowhead, whatever you, the heck it is you call it over there. But Ben, that's a good point you're bringing up, uh, Ben Stein. And I'm actually curious about that because when you look at the, no, the the only news organization that's dominating, which is still Fox News, as much as I despise them right now because of some of their reporting, there is money to be made in going the other way. You might not get invited out to the great dinners, 
but at least you'll have a, a paper or something that is making that, it, that that's making money that has ratings that has numbers so that there, there is a reason to 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 report on other events Ben. okay well if you say so let me just say uh i don't see it i don't see i don't see the value in it you go out there they they spit on you they treat you like dirt and uh, you're trying to do your best for the city you love so much and i really do love malibu a lot but uh people treat you like you're a, a zombie vampire child molester and uh, why why do it why bother no it's a good question yeah ben well, yeah, I mean, yes, and and I think the answer to that question for for hundreds of thousands of, of Californians, for example, has been to pick up and move to Texas or Idaho or or Nevada or, Nevada, or, or Arizona, or, 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 yeah, or di or different places. Sadly, the problem is they often bring their politics with them. Yeah, that's right, and, and, and that that's the biggest danger uh, that that all these states uh face that's why it's amazing that uh, florida has picked up three hundred thousand republican voters that is really a huge number and if you just tuned in you are listening to the world according to that man benjamin jeremy stein i want to welcome the rumblers the ranters and i am reading the rants i try to do my best uh to do it you could uh follow us benstein.substack.com you could also find follow us on truth we're joined tonight by John Fetterman's twin brother, Quadruple B from Big Bear, California. Uh, ben Boychuk, managing editor of AM Greatness. And of course, the man himself, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Wait a minute, I don't understand that. Was that a joke? What? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not dressed up in my normal elegant fashion because it's 62 degrees in my house. I've got an inch of snow outside and, and uh, I'm not turning up my heat. And Why are you not turning up your heat? You want to pay my bill? <laughs> sure. What do I? What, what can I get out of? Do you have any? Yeah, cheap, I mean, man, gas, natural gas ain't cheap. It's um, you know, my 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 utility bills over the summer in particular were uh, brought me to the brink of despair. So, doesn't California, Southern California, often bring you to the brink of despair? Isn't it sort of, isn't it funny that, that at the one hand, as you've said many times on this program, that we, we live in paradise and yet, and yet, and yet, and yet, and yet, yeah, it's, it's really, I, I don't want to be, I don't necessarily want to be one of those people who has to, who, who feels like he has to, to leave to find. You know, you know, my when my parents moved here, you, you know the story too, Ben. I mean, you experienced this yourself. When my parents moved here in the 1950s, when you know we had what a quarter of the population, you know, we, Pat Brown was governor and was building the, the the highways and the water projects. And he was a good governor. He was a very good governor. For you know, I mean, that was when when Democrats were still more or less sane. I mean, there was partisanship, but but he did good for the state. He did a lot of good for the state. Tremendous amount of good for the state. And so, you know, you 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 could come here and you can you could land was cheap and and water was cheap and power was cheap and and you could you could have a real middle class existence. And now, you know, I'm looking at the prospects. You know, one of my kids. What are my kids going to do? How are they going to buy a house in this state? 
you know, it's 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 a tragedy. It's very sad. And and you know, to think that this place that was once a beacon for the rest of the country is now becoming a cautionary tale, and people are are, are building their lives in in the godforsaken desert. It just it's it's and that's that's entirely the product of just awful awful laws and awful awful policies. I maintain. Awful, awful politicians. The laws don't just get made in the middle of the night by somebody leaping off a mushroom. The laws get made by left-wingers, Bolshevik, angry, unhappy, miserable people sure. who figure they'll take it out on everybody else. I mean, these these. Look, when I first came here, I, here's what, if I may say this, I, my experience may, may be a sport, as we scientists call it, but the I got off the plane when I first moved here. I, I got off the plane, rented a car, drove up uh, Santa Monica, uh, the San Diego freeway, got off on Santa Monica Boulevard, drove east, and I started to cry. And I, uh, as the, the girl at that point was my girlfriend, called me and said, "Why are you crying?" And I said, "Because the women in the cars around here are so tough and mean looking." They're nice cars, but the women look like they just didn't kill you as look at you. And that's still true. That's still true in LA. We have some very, very angry, crazy looking people in this town. Yes, it's a beautiful town. Yes, the view. If you could see the view from my bedroom of my house in Malibu at sunset, you would faint. It's so it's that's how beautiful it is. But uh Boy, we have a lot of crazy people here. It's, it's my my sister who's fond of making fun of me. She really likes that. That she gets off on that in a big way. Says she quotes Frank Lloyd Wright saying, "In the twenties or thirties, the country is on a tilt, and all the rather commonplace kind of people are rolling from east to west." And I, there's something to that. Only the word I wouldn't use the word commonplace. I use insane. <laughs> so my, so somebody has a Mike Howard asked a question, which is going to what you're saying and what you're talking about. Why are people in the cities more prone to leftist ideas? One, they're Jewish. Two, they're black. <laughs> there you go, Mike. I thought that would take a little longer. You got your answer uh, very simply. But the cosmopolitan cities throughout history, I thought, have constantly been to the left uh, or but I could be wrong. I've I think it has not... something. It has something to do with density. But I and I know there's been a lot of there's a lot of literature on it, but I don't know it very well. But I think it has to do with you know putting a lot of people in a relatively compact yeah. space. Tends to make them crazy, but it doesn't. But the Fuhrer found that it made them crazy in a super ultra reactionary, super horrifyingly, disgustingly, nauseatingly racist way. So it makes them crazy, but it doesn't have to make them crazy in an anti-Semitic or anti-Black way. It can make them crazy in, uh, it can, it can, there are lots of different ways it can make them crazy. And it does so happen that cities that are, have a lot of dense density of population pick up a lot of crazy ideas and, and run with them. Especially this town, Ben, where a lot of people came for the dream and got the nightmare and were left and were left absolutely miserable. I mean, this is the town that people come to, 
you know, obviously become writers, actors, and all these different things, and the 1% make it, what happens to the other 98%? They're left angry and bitter and miserable. And uh, that's especially true for a, a city like this. But I wanted to get to something more about uh, this race thing, because you, you brought this up, and I keep on talking about it to people, this this white, as the polls come, are, are coming up, don't listen to Fox News's polling. Don't listen to CNN's polling. They're wrong. They're atrocious pollsters. And Ben, as, as I'm looking at the, the uptick, and I really think you're right. I think there's a lot of hidden white rage that's going on out there that they cannot quantify. Nobody's willing to talk about except for you. But this is this. Hey, this. Why am I the only one who's willing to talk about it? Because uh, everybody's What's wrong with me. It, it's not what's wrong with you. It's what's wrong with them. It's what's wrong with them that they don't have. It, 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 you all you're doing is observe, saying out loud what you're observing. But I don't know how people cannot see that there's a hidden rage. And I don't just mean among Republicans. I'm talking about white suburban Democrat women are shifting. They might not want to say. So, wh- why it is they're doing it, Ben? But I believe it's your theory. Well, I th- I, I, here's a question that occurs to me, and an answer, of course. My son, God love him, I love him a lot. Is let's say mid thirties. I don't want to say his exact age. He's mid thirties. He is a handsome boy, smart boy. Uh, What's his America going to look like when he's my age? If he if he if he lives to be seventy seven, what's his America going to look like? Not like this America, not at all. His America is going to look like a slum, and it's going to look like a lot of violent black people running wild, unless we do something about it. And it's too scary to try to do something about it. No, I I think you're completely right. And quadruple B, to his point, it is a terrifying thing. I think it's going to look a, a great deal more polarized than it does now. I, and I think that that people really are moving with their feet, voting with their feet, rather. And um, I think that you're going to see, you know, I think blue states are going to become way more blue and red states are going to become way more red. And I think blue enclaves within those states will probably become less blue as the people there decide that, um, you know, there's utopia elsewhere. I also think, though, I think that um, a place like California will look a lot smaller, um, you know, in, in, in 10 or 20 or 30 years, simply because you know, Victor Davis Hanson wrote something about this in City Journal about 10 years ago, where he, he kind of makes the argument that, um, you know, it's almost it's by design, in a sense, that, um, you know, the, the policies that have led to the, the, the Democrat, the liberal, the Bolshevik policies that have led to increasingly higher utility costs and gasoline costs and things like that are really intended to drive people out of the suburbs, to drive people out of the Central Valley, to essentially create 
two classes of very rich, uh, pampered, protected. Um, That's what I want. Of elites on the coasts, and then the people who who take mm-hmm. care of them, and the, that vast middle class that you need to have a thriving uh, republic uh, will simply just be driven away. It'll just disappear. Let me back up to something. My wifey and I, wifey, I am married to a woman who's a saint. She's a literal goddess. She is big and beautiful. Not big as in overweight, but tall. She is a saint, a living, breathing saint. She hurt herself and her lungs quite badly a number of years ago. And she has had, we've had 24-7 nurses ever since. I, myself, a few years ago, took a very bad fall at LAX. Very, very bad fall. It fell right, my huge ponderous bulk fell right on my knees. And boy, did I hurt my kneecaps. And I've had 24-7 nurses since then. It's very expensive, I'll tell you that. And... Uh, I they're all they're all Filipinos. They're wonderful. They are gods on this earth. They are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. They're hardworking. They're law-abiding. They think uh, in a sensible way. They really apply themselves to learn American history, and they do learn American history. Uh, they are the most wonderful people I have met since living in America. And that's always my, I, I was born here. My parents were born here. Their parents were born here. Their parents were born here. And these new, these Filipinos are just fantastically wonderful people. And I think if we could get more of them, they could be the salvation of America. But how do we do that? I don't know, but uh, we certainly want to bring them here and bring them here fast. They are, they are fantastic. Just amazing, amazing people. We're so blessed to have them. It's they they are proof that newcomers to this country do not have to be subversive. They don't have to be lazy. They don't have to be criminals. They can be perfectly fine, wonderful citizens. And the ones who work for the Mr. and Mrs. Stein are. And I see lots more of them coming. And they could change the whole future of this country. You know, you're completely right. And I, I, I'm not going to out a quadruple B on a text that he said to me the other night, but I will out him anyways. Uh, it's and it's this. I uh, I and I, I we, we spoke about this the other night. We spoke about the Israeli elections the other night. Now, I'm going to say two things. If somebody now labor, which used to be the biggest faction, the second biggest or the sometimes the biggest faction in Israel no longer exists. I need so, my oxygen. So if somebody told me about 20 years ago that that a major you, that a major that a major party in another country would cease to exist, I would have thought they were crazy. Now, somebody would have also told me that Israel would eventually become run by a fully uh, Jewish state, but it would be a fully the, the whole party structure would be based in Judaism. I would have thought they were crazy. So you never know what changes are going to come and how they can come. And that's why this vote matters. And the, the, the text that Quadruple B sent me, which is what people bring up often on the show is, but what about Mitch McConnell? Let's win and then figure out what to do with Mitch McConnell. Right. Don't not vote. Right. And then, and, 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 then, and then say, well, it wouldn't have changed. 
We just saw a massive change in a different Democrat country, Democratic country. Okay, it could happen here, Ben. That Israel got back to their roots, and so could America, which is God and country. And that's just my humble thing. Don't Mr. give Chairman, up. Mr. Chairman, I wish to revise and extend my remarks. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I think I think it's healthy to be pessimistic about the established leadership of the Republican Party in Congress. I am hopeful, however, that if someone like, say, Blake Masters wins and he's looking pretty good in Arizona to win, uh, you know, uh, uh, J.D. Vance in Ohio, um, I think I think an infusion of people like that people who are uh, the real thing, the real deal, um, then, you know, if, if they're there for two, three, four terms, who knows, uh, then, then you can start to see some real significant changes. Because the fact is, you know, uh, the, the, with the exception of Kevin McCarthy, I mean, most of the, the uh, elder statesmen of both the Republican and the Democratic parties are, are getting up there. Yeah, and but to so, Ben's point, you have a whole generation of, of you're going to have a whole generation of Filipino children, of uh, that 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 could be that that believe in God and country and all of these different things. Ben, sure. sorry, you're having some oxygen problems and you know it's hard to breathe out there. Uh, but uh, you well, we're really whole, having some oxygen problems in this in this particular building where they're doing some renovations and there's just too much damn construction dust in the air. So anyway, that's the area there. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead, Judah, please. No, I was just saying that to your point, you could have a whole generation of younger Filipino people, of, of, of the next generation who believe in God and country running our country. There's no reason to give up on this great country. I would never give up. I, I'm not referring country. to you. I'm referring to the sentiment that people often share because they see the oligarchy or the uniparty that's been in Washington that doesn't want change, that there is the possibility of change. I think there's a, not only the possibility of change, but uh, if we work at it, uh, we can make it happen. I mean, I, I go back to something we've uh, we've all said on this show many times, and, and we all suppose that they used to learn it in high school, which is that after the Constitutional Convention, uh, a passerby asked Benjamin Franklin, so what is it going to be, a monarchy or a republic? And uh, Franklin said, a republic if you can keep it. And uh, I see these wonderful, wonderful Filipinos coming into America, and they can keep it. I mean, they are really uh, an astonishingly uplifting sight. So quadruple B... <coughs> Since you're the biggest detract, since you're the biggest, uh, uh, whatever that word is, I'm pessimist. looking for pessimist Nelly that I'm looking for. There's hope. I mean, listen, as Ben says often, we we really do have to look at history, but we also have to look at what's going on around the world, because the world could, as Ben brings up about trends. Once a trend starts. And I know people want to bring up Brazil, but that's Brazil's just nuts. They've always been nuts. But around the world, Ben, quadruple B, you're, you're seeing trends of change in the right direction. And as you've brought up before, towards God, towards spirituality. And that really could have a, a huge impact on our country. 
just my well, own opinion. Yeah, the, the United States uh, as a republic is in a, is in very very bad shape. But it's also <laughs> been in the in the, you know the case that throughout our history, we've had periods of decline and we've had periods of renewal, and it may be that uh, we're in a in a transitional period of of history of our history, where the outcome will be a renewal of small r Republican government the way the founders envisioned it. But it's, you know, I'm not going to predict the future. I, I, I would never give up hope. We're not going to predict the future, man. We're not. This isn't a show of fortune tellers. Right. We're, talk, we're, talk, we're, talk, we're talking about we're talking about what's going on and what can be done to make our wonderful America great again. And, and you know, yes, I know it's President Trump's slogan, make America great again. And I know President Trump is an odd person to be saying it, since at least in my opinion, he is very, it's a very serious uh, uh, unethical things in the course of building up his real estate empire. But uh, he's a, uh, he believes in the future of America and God bless him. He doesn't, he doesn't think that we are founded on racism and cruelty. Uh, he thinks that we are, we, we did, we certainly did have a lot of racism and cruelty. There's no doubt about that. I wouldn't have wanted to be a black person growing up in a small town in Mississippi. That's for sure. Still wouldn't want to be. And, and, uh, but we are making such incredible progress. The future looks bright ahead. I, 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 I'm reminded of a wonderful, wonderful poem. The British are so, so, so great at writing poetry. But there's a wonderful poem that's quoted in, in uh, Victory at Sea, a, a documentary that every American must, can't just see, must see, where they, the basic line is, and not through eastern windows alone comes in the light when daylight dawns, but look, the West is bright. And I think there is going to be something coming out of the West, maybe, that is going to brighten up the picture of this whole beautiful America. Extre extremely well said. And uh, again, for the record, it, it, Ben's just pointing out uh, a, few, a few things from Trump's past. He's, uh, would mightily vote for President Trump in 2024. Uh, no, I would crawl on broken glass to vote for him. Uh, I like that. Uh, I would actually crawl on broken glass. Boychuk's not going to do that, but I won't. Uh, as as we're, I, I, I want to ask you this uh, question though, as because it's really important that because we're going to take the House and we're going to take the Senate. Now I want to read you. What somebody, uh, what one of the the new prime, the the, the new um, MKs, the people on the part, the a person in the Knesset, Members of the Knesset. In, in the Israeli Knesset said, and it's it's incredible. And uh, he wrote, "We won't treat you cruelly like you treated us." MK Yitzhak Pindrus uh, uh, said, "We are civilized people, not animals like you. In the government you stole, you trampled on us. You thought we were just rags." We're human beings, he said. We will treat you well. We won't persecute you, and we won't harass you. We'll take care of our rights, but we won't. We won't look for where we can't can harass you a little bit, where we can do you harm. We're not like you. You have problems. Look in the mirror, not at us. And I thought that's such an incredible thing 
for an incoming person to, for this incoming person to say we're not animals like you and my question to you ben is as republicans i do believe are going to win how do we handle it what do we do to to to, to build the tent to do we go after hunt what do we do that that, that we're different that, because we are different than them but how do we do it I don't know if you were just reading. Am I supposed to answer that? Or no, I'm asking you, Ben Stein. Yeah, what do we do when we win? I think we, 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 A, we do not use whatever media platforms we have to mock, belittle, harass, and uh, torture people we disagree with. We do not call people uh, sexual deviants, uh, deviants or crazed because they disagree with us. We do not use violence, no matter what. We stick to what Martin Luther King Jr. said. I am not going to turn to violence. I'm not going to imitate the ways of my oppressors. We are not going to turn to violence. Not, not, not turn to violence. We are going to encourage free speech. We are going to pat uh, Elon Musk. I have no idea whether he's a Republican or a Democrat. I know nothing about him at all, except he's terribly, terribly rich. We're going to follow his lead, I hope, and encourage a very, very wide distribution of ideas and viewpoints in our in our media. And we are going to go forward with real diversity, not fake diversity, which is a fake diversity. It's just a, a cover up for black supremacy. We're going to have real, honest diversity and we're going to see nothing to anyone in terms of legal protections and by the way uh extremely well said and to answer a few of your questions because you came late to the show the 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 oxygen in the building ben is in is terrible so he uh put it on sometimes i have breathing problems i need a it's, 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 not, it's nothing really like super complicated <laughs> they're doing some construction and they did not really remediate as one might say the uh dust and uh Grid and so more than the air. So that's what. So uh, but somebody, I, I, I so to the people that just tuned in, I don't want. We don't want you to worry. But quadruple B. Um, well, you can worry if you want. You can worry if you want. You could pray and worry. Uh, quadruple B. But I want to get to you on this because how do we handle this? Because our first, I know what my what I want, but I know that it's not the spiritual path, and well, I think. I, I think if we could play it correctly, we could really build this massive tent with Latinos, with suburban. We don't have to. We we have to go after certain people. We do. We have to go after Hunter Biden. We have to find the truth with certain things. But we're not going to use. Uh, obviously, not now. We're not going to use the uh, Attorney General. To sick to go to, to go sick on people. So so people need to adjust their expectations accordingly because a Republican Congress is unlikely to get any major legislation through simply because it's not in the interest of the Biden administration to sign any such legislation. So then what can we do? Well, how about this? There has to be a reckoning. And there has to be accountability. And the one thing that co Congress does have is oversight powers. And so there needs to be hearings up the wazoo, not BS hearings like Real the hearings. 6th Committee, 
but real hearings and and hearings that get to the bottom of of uh, two and a half years of of insane COVID policies, hearings that get to the bottom of what actually happened on January 6th, hearings that get to the bottom of what's going on at the Justice Department and at the FBI, hearings that get to the bottom of what's happening uh, at the Department of Education. And, and most of all, most importantly, maybe, uh, hearings that are getting to the bottom of, of, of what in the hell is happening on the Southern US border. And all of these persistent lies about the, the border is secure. The border is not secure. And so, and, and if necessary, accountability might entail impeaching a few officials. So I, I, think, uh, I think that they shouldn't be shy in the least about, about any of that because, um, because people are pissed off. And if, if you want something to get done, uh, that's how it's going to get done. It's going to be shining a very harsh light on on the record of this administration over the past two years, and and really looking at uh, the permanent bureaucracy going back six years, and really getting to the bottom of that corruption and misconduct. Well, well more, said. More like going back sixty years. Well, sure, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's extremely well said. And, 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 and to the people uh, who always think about term limits, the perfect person right now at the perfect time is a guy like Chuck Grassley, okay? Because I believe him and uh, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin are gonna do the deed, but there's a certain amount of decorum that Dick Grassley has as he does these, as he, as he, as he goes after people. And, there's a way of going after people without screaming. There's you could as Ben watches Perry Mason all the time. There's a my way wife getting, and I watch. Her wife and wife. <laughs> there's a way of doing that job without coming off in a certain way. You could still and it not, it's not being Durham. I'm not saying do it. What you know, it take six years to do it, Ben Stein. But I, I think Republicans could do it, and I think they're going to win on Tuesday. Well, I, let, let, let us hope so, but. I would like to also say, I think there should be a spiritual basis for this country and it should be love thy neighbor as thyself. I don't, I am not ashamed to say that I take as my basic principle in life, forgive thy neighbor, forgive everybody who, who, who has upset you. Let forgiveness be your guide. I learned that from my wifey, the absolutely finest person on the face of the planet. And I think if that's going to be the motto of anybody, let's have it be the motto of us Republicans. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's love, love, love attracts and health attracts. Hate doesn't attract. And that's why I believe the left is losing right now, because they are running on nothing but hate, anger, self-loathing. And I don't want to be like they are. And I and I still think we could win many elections to come if like what Ben uh, just shared about with forgiveness, love, God and still kicking ass. And on that note, I really want to thank the rumblers, the ranters. I want to thank Ben Stein for super trooping through this all uh, quadruple B, John Fetterman's twin. You look dynamite. You are great as always uh, managing editor of AM Greatness. Where can people find you? <laughs> Uh, you can find me on, well, obviously, amgreatness.com. You can also find me on Twitter and on Truth Social at Nice Things Ben. 
And please subscribe to my Substack if you haven't already. It's been a little, uh, it's been a little light for the past month. I took some time off, but it's uh, nicethings.substack.com. And and read it, pay for it. And of course, you can find Ben, Ben Stein's uh, Substack.com. You can find them on True Social. You can find them at spectator.org. You can also find them on Newsmax. You can find Ben Stein in a lot of places. And uh, rent some of his old movies. They're so fun to watch, some of them. Uh, it's funny because I was on the phone with our friend Larry Clayman today, and he brought up Ghostbusters 2, and I was like, what? Well, Ben Stein was in that. And uh, it's a true honor. And I just want to say one more thing as we're ending. I want to thank Ben for always allowing uh, us to have the discussions we have and allowing us to do it. It means the world to me that you uh, allow us to go places. And uh, thank you from the bottom of, of my heart for allowing that. I was just thinking about that today, after, especially after the show we did about Israel the other night. I was so happy that you allowed me to get into that and delve into that. It really made me happy. And I want to thank you for that. Well, you're very welcome indeed. Thank you. And on that note, are you... Uh, I don't feel up to singing, but I'll just say, boy, this is a great country. Please, God, please, 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 let's protect it, defend it, and let it continue. On that note, God bless you all. God bless America. Have a great night. We will see you all on Saturday night.